Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchful News. It's Monday, September 4th, 2023. Happy Labor Day. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, five things to watch this fall. Number two, the latest on government funding. And number three, a close look at the Senate race in Nevada. All right, Jake, welcome back to September. We've had a week off, uh, so very excited to be kicking this off, which is going to be a sprint to the end of the year. That is for sure. But we are topping the morning here with five things to watch uh, as we get into a very busy sprint to the end of 2023. Yeah, I think this is going to be one of the most um, active stretches of legislating in Congress um, in in recent memory, (laughs) to be honest with you. Let's start with the top here. The federal government will shut down in less than a month um, unless a funding bill is passed September 30th. That's 16 legislative days. Well, it's actually just it's it's yeah it's 16 legislative days that's not a lot even fewer for the house of representatives which comes back um next week so they're not in this week uh we've covered this extensively house and senate are in completely different universes on government funding uh both on on substance and on level um so that is number one any thoughts on that and we're going to get more into that here in a little bit, but certainly the clock is ticking. Everyone, all sides are very aware of this deadline. Um, and but but I think what we have not seen so far is what exactly the strategy is going to be uh, to get themselves out of this mess, even in the short term that both sides can agree to, which goes into the number two issue that we are watching. The White House has asked Congress to pass a $40 billion supplemental spending package. That request, of course, includes funding for natural disasters, enhanced border security, and, of course, the ongoing war in Ukraine. The interesting thing here is I, I think going to be, you know, and, and we talk about this here in the in the top in Punchable News AM, is this fight that is you're going to start to see about whether this disaster money, which is really, really critical to Republicans as well as Democrats in states like Florida battered uh, by a hurricane Maui with the deadly wildfires, um, you know, and should that money be spent? separated from the Ukraine money. Of course, the White House and Democrats need those issues to twin the the package and make sure that it passes. But that's going to be something that you're going to start to see uh, that that fight going forward. Yeah. um, And they can't they can't split those apart. Um, House Republicans are are, I would just say, (laughs) inching closer and closer. Let's be let's be um, let's be generous here uh, to uh, impeaching Joe Biden. Um, they will have to figure out this month whether they're going to do so. Uh, they will. McCarthy has a tough task ahead of him. Uh, he has to balance the moderates and the right. And and let's be clear, if he if they impeach Biden, if they open an impeachment inquiry, rather, they're, they're most likely going to impeach him. They're not going to. I mean, I, I don't think you go down this road and automatic and, and immediately turn around. Um, so that's that. Uh, we also have Tommy Tuberville's unprecedented blockade of senior military promotions. Uh, the the uh, three spots in the Joint Chiefs of Staff are occupied by interim officers who are not Senate confirmed, which is very unusual. And uh, Anna, the most uh, the, what grabbed the most headlines over the last couple of weeks, the Mitch McConnell health episode, um, which uh, everyone is talking about. I talked about it yesterday. I meet the press at length. Um what do you what do you think, Anna? Listen, I think when it comes to that, right, it's the first happened in the Capitol, a second, you know, freezing episode. Um, 
all eyes are on Mitch McConnell, you know, not even so much as there's a lot of members that go through health issues, right? And some members, um, you know, Senator Dianne Feinstein, of course, Democrat from California, uh, extraordinarily fragile right now, has had a lot of questions about her capacity. Uh, but she's not the leader of a conference, right? And it, Mitch McConnell, I think the reason why there were so many eyes on him is not just that there's concerns, of course, about his health, um, but I think there's the secondary, really pressing issue of the fact that the role he is going to need to play and the Senate Republicans are going to need him to play going into the end of the year, into these negotiations, into government funding, into a lot of really big issues. And certainly he's been one of the biggest um, supporters of Ukraine funding for Republicans. You know, does he have the ability to continue to be the the leader for Republicans? I think that's going to be it's a fair question and it's going to be asked a lot. And I think the other reason you start to hear it is and we've heard it a lot from sources from others is that there's also just concern among other Senate Republicans. Right. It wasn't just a one time thing. Now it's it's you know, what does this mean for them as a conference and his leadership in general? You know, Correct. I think that's an important thing to to keep in mind. I mean, McConnell, he has the support. Right now, he has the support. There's no one publicly, let's put it that way, who's saying he has to go. People behind the scenes are privately are telling us, are, you know, are um, uh, they're worried about his how he is his status. Uh, and I think that's a big that's a big problem. And then we have Steve Scalise, Anna uh, Scalise. We broke the news a couple of days ago that Steve Scalise had blood cancer um, uh, and is going to be getting treatment. I'm not a doctor. I'm not an oncologist. So I don't know anything about how he uh, uh, will deal with blood cancer. All I know is that it's cancer and that's that's bad and scary. And um, that's something that Scalise is going to have to contend with while being the House Majority Leader. All right, let's go to the number two story of the morning. Uh, we're going to dive deeper here into government funding, and we've got some news uh, here at the top. Kevin McCarthy, the speaker, currently plans to move this month to extend government funding for approximately four to six more weeks. That means until November 1st or November 15th. Uh, McCarthy's theory of the case seems to be that he wants to try to pass some more appropriations bills to give House Republicans a stronger hand going into negotiations with the Senate and the White House. Um, an interesting strategy, Jake. Do you think it works? I don't know. I mean, McC what McCarthy really wants to do is have the House pass some more appropriations bills. Um, I, I actually think and I think everyone's overthinking this, to be honest with you. And I've been pretty clear about this for the last couple months. I think they're going to shut the government down. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know when it is. I, I, it could be soon. It could be later. People who have strong views on this, I think, are just doing it for effect. Uh, but the reality is the House is passing spending bills at uh a level that's far below what the Senate's doing. The two chambers have very different substantive priorities. So, like, sure, if he wants to pass a short-term CR to November, great. He could probably do that. But but I just don't see how that helps the overall issue that the two sides are on completely different pages, completely different universes when it comes to policy, both substantive policy and um spending levels so i just I, I don't i don't i like i think they'll be able to pass a short-term cr if mccarthy really puts his his shoulder into it i don't know what that gets him overall all right one thing we'll be watching in the coming days and weeks for sure let's go to the number three story of the mo morning 
Our very own Andrew Desiderio went out to Nevada and did a look at Jackie Rosen and how she is betting on Bidenomics in the must-win seat in Nevada for Democrats. Yeah, um, this is actually this actually ties together nicely with something uh, that was in the New York Times yesterday. I thought, uh, which was, I think it was in the New York Times. I, re- I think it was, yeah, New York Times. That's that big paper in New York. Um, they uh, they wrote that you know Biden is not getting the bump out of Bidenomics that people uh, thought he would. So listen, running on the economy, as as Rosen indicates here, running on the economy when inflation's still high, prices are still high, is a risky proposition. Um, I would say that's that's a, a, a definite that's de- that's a definite uh, uh, political bet that you're making, um, and she's making that bet in a state where it's I would say it's quite purple. Republicans always run strong races, not strong races, but Republicans always run competitive races with, uh, uh, especially for the Senate. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Rosen. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you want to go deeper on any of these issues, you can just subscribe to our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.